0: Good morning. How's everybody today? All right. You glad to be here? I mean, come on, I'm serious. Right, don't just make me feel good. Are you glad to be here? All right, give God another praise pipe today. Welcome to North Star. North Star is a place where... Intended pause, hold on. I want you to be getting your vocabulary down here. North Star is a place where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect. Just look at the fourth row. Uh, No, I didn't mean to say that. North Star is a place where everybody's welcome. One, two, three, four. (laughs) Nobody's perfect and... Now that was pitiful. I gave you 30 seconds to get ready for that. North Star is a place where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything is possible. People, I hope you said it strong like you did the, the first service. We exist as a church so that those that are far from God will draw near to Him through the power of Jesus Christ. That's the very reason that we're a church, and that is all about connecting people. Connecting people of all colors, races, backgrounds, to a growing relationship with Christ and each other in order to fulfill our life purpose. And we believe in doing that locally, statewide, nationwide, and worldwide. And that's, that's why we exist as a church. We welcome you if you're a first-time guest, and we welcome those that are joining us online today or in the future And uh, because it'll be a podcast by then. And then we just went live at our Tupelo campus. Make some noise for those guys over there. Some great folks over at the Tupelo campus, just like there are great folks at the Saltillo campus. Wonderful volunteers, incredible staff, and we have a lot to be thankful for what God is doing at that campus as well as the campus at Saltillo We're beginning a brand new series, and before I talk about that, I just want to say one other word about today is International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. Please, please be mindful of that and keep that in your mind throughout uh, your life. Uh, This series is called Ghost Stories, and it's not like, not that kind of ghost story. It is a study, it's a In depth study on the Holy Spirit. It's an in depth study on the Holy Spirit. And uh, my text today is found in John chapter 14. You can be turning over there. But before you do, I want to read or quote Matthew 28 19. It says, Therefore, Jesus is talking. He says, Therefore, go and make disciples of, what does it say? Uh, Some nations. Do the best you can. He says, go and make disciples of all nations. I just want to stop and say, the reason that is so important is because the gospel needs to be taken, the gospel, uh, that Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures, and he rose from the grave according to the scriptures. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm not going to preach my whole sermon that fast, but... The gospel is to be taken to all nations. Somebody asked Jesus one time, said, when's the end coming? You know, they, they were asking, they were interested in the end, world, end times even back then. They said, when is the end of the world? Who doesn't want to know that? Jesus said, the end will come when the gospel has been preached to all nations. That's why we go to Kenya, to Haiti, to India, to China, to uh, the Philippines, to new orleans is so that we can preach the gospel like jesus commanded us now in this verse he says go and make disciples in all nations baptizing them it's interesting that we talked about baptism last week in the name of the father and of the son and say it with me together in unison and of the come on and of the holy spirit let again. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Matthew 28, verse 19. And then 1 John, chapter 5, verse 7. 1 John 5, verse 7. For there are three that testify. <laughs> now, the verse goes on to verse 8. But there are three that testify, and... I, I want to talk about today the Trinity. And uh, in this series, we're going to go in depth and we're going to unpack a lot of different things, some very interesting things about the Holy Spirit. Now, just to set up the text for today, uh, John chapter 14, it begins in verse 1 and it says, "Uh, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. There where I am, you may be also. Thomas asked Jesus, all right, so look, if you're going away, how are we going to know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Now, just to give you the context of the text today, Jesus The disciples, he had just told them, I'm going to go away, and if I go away, uh, I'll show you the way. It's the way to the Father. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so the disciples were like freaking out because Jesus was walking with them, and now on this particular night or day, he's telling them this, and he says, I'm leaving. They had hoped that he was staying, but he said, I'm leaving. And so they were really getting nervous about this. And what we're about to read in John uh, chapter 14 is verse 16. And this is Jesus' response to them. John 14 verse 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you, a helper a counselor, to be with you forever. Verse 17, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Verse 25, all this I have spoken while still with you. In other words, Jesus was saying, I'm telling you this, I'm standing with you, right? And so all of this I've spoken with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said. Fast forward to chapter 16, verse 7. But very, but very truly I tell you, it is for your own good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, talking about the Holy Spirit, unless I, Jesus said, unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. I will send him to you. Verse 12, I have much more to say to you, more than you can bear. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak only what he hears and will tell you what is yet to come. If you ask somebody, who is the Holy Spirit or what is the Holy Spirit? You get all kind of different answers. Uh, we have some somehow in our minds. We've got this concept of a supernatural force, force. He's our power. That's that's kind of what we have in our mind. Like he's a like a superhero part of the Godhead. You see, uh, it's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so, I think. One reason we have this idea is because we use phrases like uh, th- they've really got team spirit. I saw some teams and heard some teams play yesterday, amen, that had team spirit. I saw some that played that didn't look like they really had any. But team spirit, or we say something like uh, he's really got an adventurous spirit and so that's how we sometimes form our concept our understanding of who the holy spirit is maybe maybe it's because uh, he he doesn't have a body you say god hang with me god the father sits on the throne god the son jesus walked on the earth and is the fullness the bible says in the godhead body but the Holy Spirit, he doesn't have, he doesn't have a body. Uh, and so maybe that's why we, there's some confusion of who the Holy Spirit is. And then sometimes we, we say things like, um, um, wow, that, that was some weird stuff, crazy stuff going on. Whew, that, the Spirit was there. And that, so we say things like that. But I want to tell you something, and this is, this will always be true. Please write this in your notes and take a lot of notes today in, and during this series. And that is that the, the Holy Spirit never is the author of confusion. If you come to church, the Holy Spirit illumines our minds. If you come to church, the Holy Spirit draws people to, to Jesus Christ. If you come to church, the Holy Spirit uh, is always pointing people to Jesus. You should never leave church in a state of chaos or confusion. Now, you may not understand everything that the message is about, or you may not, and I can understand that because I'm the one up here talking, but you may not understand everything that goes on at church. This may be your first time at church or your first time in a long time, but you should never leave, walk out the doors of our campuses thinking, what just happened? Seriously. Because the Holy Spirit is not the author of confusion. Rather, on the other hand, uh, he, he, the Holy Spirit is, is about order. If you go to a church, or you ever come to this church, it's not going to happen, but if you, if you go and something just like breaks out, and uh, you leave there confused with a big question mark on your forehead. That wasn't the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is, is about order. The Holy Spirit is about pointing people to Jesus. Something else about the Holy Spirit. Um, some people say he's three gods. It's not three gods and three persons. This is the Trinity. It's not. It means three. It's not three gods and three persons. It's one God in three persons: God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And by the way, almost always, if not always, not one time we're going to read in Genesis where the Holy Spirit is mentioned. But it is the same progression: God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, uh, but they're equal. That's just the way God put it in the Bible. But they're equal. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Verse 13 that we looked at in John 16 verse 13. He says this, but when he, notice it says he. When he, the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit guides us. You're sitting here before the service, after the service, during the service, in your quiet time in the morning, and you're reading the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You're reading it. What the Holy Spirit does, he guides you. He will guide you into all tr- the truth. He will never speak on his own. In other words, the Holy Spirit will never draw attention to the Holy Spirit. So, woo, the Holy Spirit was in that place. It was all, it was all over that man. Uh, I'll only buy that if if that man, if the Holy Spirit, whatever the Holy Spirit was doing in that man's life, was glorifying Jesus. If it was about that man and how he spoke, and, or if he spoke in this tongue, or, or he did this, I mean, I, I, have been to some, I have been to some crazy services. I have been to some services where it was evident that the Holy Spirit was there. And, and I have been to some services where it was evident that what was happening was not of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will always point people to Jesus, not to themselves. Anybody receiving this today? Okay, you go on to. I'm going to keep on till I, I feel like you got it. In verse 13, he says, But when the, the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you to all truth. He will not speak of his own, but he will speak only to what he hears, and we'll tell you what is yet to come. Now, I want to give you two things real quick. And it's not the end of the message. Don't get your hopes up. I want to give you two things about the Holy Spirit. Number one, the Holy Spirit is a person. Jesus said, when he comes, when he comes, it's not an it. He is not an it or an entity. He is the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, when he comes. Let me tell you something else I know about the Holy Spirit. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, He speaks. The Holy Spirit speaks. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 4 1, the Spirit clearly says. He says that in the latter times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. The Spirit Clearly says. So the Holy Spirit speaks. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit directs. Let me tell you something else the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit convicts. You're doing something. You're a child of Christ. You're a child of God. And you're going a, a particular direction in your life. You're in a relationship you should not be in that does not glorify God. Come on. You're partaking in, in some things that you should not be partaking in. And the Holy Spirit convicts. Oh, by the way, right now, there are people at our services that are on their phones, checking their Facebook, and right now, God, the Holy Spirit convict them. And the Holy Spirit convicts. He, he directs. He says, Ledbetter, he calls me by my last name. And sometimes, Sometimes he, he just gives me, well, he didn't give me the Ledbetter look, but, because that's not the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit convicts me. He says, look, Ledbetter, you need to get your act together. You need to follow my leading. You need to follow my direction. So the Holy Spirit uh, is a person. Number two, the Holy Spirit is, is God in the earth so i i thought i thought it's all about jesus well the holy you're not listening because the holy spirit everything he does is pointing people to jesus everything he does is to bring glory to jesus but jesus i know this isn't proper english but it sounds a lot better than proper english jesus ain't here god the father sits on the throne Jesus walked the earth, was the fullness in the Godhead body, but was crucified, buried, rose again, appeared over 500 times, and then ascended to heaven. The Holy, and then he sent his Holy Spirit. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of, of the Father. So the Holy Spirit is God in the earth. Now, uh, uh, somebody says, I just want to focus on Jesus. Sounds spiritual. You do sound spiritual. I'll give you that. I just want to focus on Jesus today. And it's good to focus on Jesus, but um, I heard somebody say one time. I've said this too. Man, wouldn't it be something if if like like Jesus walked in? It'd be something, all right. Uh, But you know what? We have the Holy Spirit. And Jesus sent him to us. Jesus is sitting, according to the Bible, he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And he sent his spirit to us. So when I asked Christ, when I said to Christ, I'm putting my trust in you. In other words, that's when I was born again. Uh, I want you to come into my life. His spirit comes into my life. And we have a 24-7 with Jesus Because of the Holy Spirit. Of course He hears us. Of course when we pray, but the Holy Spirit... Look, there are times that I'm praying, and the Bible says this. It says uh, sometimes uh, the Spirit makes utterances when I don't even know what to say. I'm praying, and I'm thinking, I don't even know what else to say. I'm broken, I'm convicted, I'm... I don't know what else to say. The Holy Spirit is talking... To Jesus on my behalf I'm telling you it's in the Bible he's a he is God in the earth and he's pointing people constantly to Jesus that's why it's so important to be filled with the Holy Spirit I was praying this morning uh, to be filled with the Holy Spirit said you feel something come over you no it was like four o'clock this morning I felt like I needed some coffee but with a sincere heart. And this is how I pray. It's a good way to pray. I pray A-C-T-S, Acts. Like the book of Acts. Real quick. A is for, y'all help me not to forget where I was headed with that. I'm I'm off track. And that's really an accomplishment for ADHD to know that you're off track. Uh, I pray adoration. I don't even say I. I. I don't even say I praise you. I take the I out of it. I just say, you're worthy. You alone are worthy. You are. I start calling God by his name. You're Alpha and Omega. You're the beginning and the end. You're everlasting Father. You're the Prince of Peace. And then after a while of that, I'll, I'll, I'll put an I in there, and then I'll say, I praise you. That's adoration. C is confession. Oftentimes, my confession time is, is even longer than my adoration time. God, I'm sorry for this. Please forgive me of this. I repent of this. And then T is thanksgiving. That's when I start thanking him. Thank you that you haven't given up on me. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for the direction of the Holy Spirit. And then so on. And then S is supplication. And then by the time I get to supplication, I really, that's asking. I really don't feel like I need to ask him for a lot other than wisdom and peace and direction and and help and uh, stuff like that. So as I was praying this morning, when I got to... Uh, when I got to the supplication part the end of Acts when I got to the end of that that's when I said oh God fill me with your Holy Spirit help me let it permeate from me Let let it flow from me I want to be led by the Spirit I don't want to go anywhere that you don't want me to go I don't want to do anything that you don't want me to do I don't want to make any decision that you don't want me to make I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. He's God in the earth. Now, in chapter uh, 16, verse 12, again he says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can, you can now bear. Can you, can you, man, we read about this. He was saying this to them. This is more than you can bear now. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak only... What he hears and will tell you what he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he wants, what he will make known to you. Chapter 16, verse 8. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. Verse 9, about sin, because people do not believe in me. He is God in the earth. Now, when, when Timothy said he speaks, Paul wrote in Corinthians and says, we are baptized by one spirit as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles or free. That's 1 Corinthians 12, 13. And we're, we're given one spirit to drink. Now, I want to I I like break it down this way. All right, you ready? Get ready. Write this down. This will help you to understand the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Um, the Father... God the Father is the architect. He wills it. Jesus said, I have come to do the will of my Father. God in three persons. But the Father is the architect. He wills it. I've come to do the will of my Father. Number two, Jesus. Jesus declares it. He is the Word. He is the Word of God, say, so what do you mean, the Word of God? Um, I did a good job the first a few minutes ago quoting this this verse, but I want to turn there. I really want to quote it right. John one one. John one one. In the beginning was the Word, capital W. In the W. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Are you tracking with me? In the beginning, when the beginning, Genesis. In the beginning, this is John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was capital W. The Word was with God, and the word the Word was with who? Okay, and the Word was God. This is really not as deep it is, but it's not as deep as you think it is. In the beginning was the what? The Word was with who? God. And the Word was God. That's Jesus. So here's the Father. He's the architect. This will help you understand the Trinity. The, the Father is the architect. He declares it. Uh, uh, he wills it. Jesus declares it. He is the Word. So as He's walking on the earth, did you know Jesus was there from the very beginning? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We're going to look at Genesis in a, in a minute. Now, The father, the architect, he wills it. Jesus declares it. He's the word of God. So who's the Holy Spirit? I've been waiting for two weeks to say it this way. He's the one that makes it happen. The Holy Spirit is the one. God willed it to happen. Jesus declared it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the Holy Spirit makes it happen. That's why we need the Holy Spirit in our services. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. We need the Holy Spirit because the Father has already willed that I be blessed. The Father has already willed that I be blessed. Jesus has declared it. If you come to uh, uh, any man in Christ, Paul said in 2 Corinthians, is a new creature. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The Father has willed it. Jesus declared it. Now, how's it going to happen? Because I'm weak and I go my own way. I forget that today's Sunday when Monday, I forget what happened on Sunday when Monday comes and I go about my business and I'm thinking, how can I have the joy that I had yesterday? How can I have the direction that I had yesterday? How can I have the peace that I had in church yesterday? Now I'm in the real world and now I'm... I'm back to the the grind. Now I'm back into the storm. Now I'm back into the same problems that I had before I went to church on Sunday morning. So how can I make it? The Holy Spirit makes it happen. And so we need to depend on, we need to be filled with, we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. In In the book of Philippians, it tells us that, um, you know, Jesus had come to earth and, and it tells us what Jesus did. You know, the Bible says that, that he was baptized of John in the Jordan and then he was led by, you with me? The Spirit into the wilderness. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So how did he. How did he withstand the temptations? Philippians chapter two, verse seven. He, I'm going, to, I'm going to read verse six, and to prepare you for verse seven. Who, being in the very nature, God did not consider equality with God, even though he is equal. He did not consider it equal equality with God, something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. By taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, being found as the appearance of a man, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even the death of the cross. So that means that Jesus, when he came to the earth fully God, fully man, hurt just like anybody else hurt, was tempted like anybody else was tempted. But when he went into the wilderness, led by the Spirit, here's the problem, a lot of us go, through wilderness times, but we're not being led by the Spirit. We wonder why we fail so easy, we, why we relapse so easy. It's because we're not, we're not filled with the Spirit. We're not led by the Spirit. And so he was led by the Spirit and into the wilderness, but he was, he was different than you and I because he was tempted in every way but never sinned. Not one time. He was flawless. He was sinless. But the key was he was led by the Spirit, and uh, we need to be led by the Spirit. That's why when you're filled with the Spirit, you're saying, all of you, none of me. God, you can call him by name, Holy Spirit, God, all of you, none of me. I want your will and your way to, to, uh, to happen in my life and I want to follow you all the days of my life now there's a passage in Genesis chapter one verse 26 and then we're going to look at chapter one verse one 126 says then God said let us make man in our own image let us make man God one God three persons He said let us God the Father God the Son God the Holy Spirit let us make man in our image in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds of the air over the livestock and the animals the wild animals and over the creatures that move along the ground let us make man in our image Trinity. That's the Trinity. Say Trinity. That's the Trinity. And chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God. It's kind of like John 1, 1 started. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, now the earth. I want you to underline this word, formless. The earth was Formless, empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Formless. This is before man. The earth was formless. No purpose, no structure, no order earth was formless no purpose no structure no order how many today have come to our services your life is formless because either you don't know Christ or you're not submitted to the leadership of the Holy Spirit your life is formless and what you need is purpose structure and order Notice it says, not only was the earth formless, it was empty. It was empty. It was empty. Maybe you're here today or you're listening and you're thinking, you know, my life is empty. Let me start with you believers. You're a believer, you know for certain that you gave your heart to Christ, that you put your trust in Jesus Christ, but something has happened to derail you, to get you off track, to pull you away and you've developed an apathetic heart or a heart of mediocrity, and you're sitting here today listening, and you're empty. The Holy Spirit will make it happen for you. Maybe you've never given your heart to Christ and you're empty, and you're looking for other things to fill the emptiness in your life. Trust Christ today. Put your trust in Him. and He'll give you a fresh start, a new life. Then it says, darkness. Can you imagine the earth being in total darkness? It's dark. Usually when it's dark, we we can see the stars better, but at least they're stars. Even when it's dark uh, and cloudy and dark, the moon is shining through somehow the Bible says the earth was formless, empty and dark darkness covered the earth the writer in Proverbs said the man's heart is dark depths of darkness and what happens if you'll let him When I say the Holy Spirit makes it happen, let me tell you what he does. He turns the light on. The Holy Spirit turns on the light. Have you ever been sitting at a service kind of like this one or a church service and the light came on for you? The Holy Spirit made that happen. You're reading the word, you're reading the word, the Holy Spirit enlightens us he illumines us the Holy Spirit turns on the light and the Holy Spirit I believe is trying to right now for a mom or a, a couple or a, a young person a student the Holy Spirit is finally getting through to us and he's turning on the light And he shines the light let me say it this way. You can come to church and, and hear the Word, hear words, little w, even though it's the big W. It's the Word. But you can hear words spoken and nothing really happened. Even though the Bible says the Word of God will not return to you void, to Him void. And the Word is spoken, what the Holy Spirit does. He takes it from just words My words up here speaking, turns it into the bread that will nourish our soul. When we come to church and we sing, He turns it from just notes and music to worship. So I don't—I've heard people say this. I don't really get—I don't get that. I don't get the, and it's not our style of worship. Only I've I've heard this all my ministry. We sang those hymns and I just didn't get it. I just don't get it. Or I've heard people say that about our kind of music. I, I don't get it. Why do you sing so much so long? I don't get it. The Holy Spirit will take it from being just mu- music and notes and turn it into worship. That's the difference. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's how the Holy Spirit works. We should just give more authority and more... uh, I just want want to talk about Jesus. It doesn't work that way. Because Jesus sent us His Holy Spirit. So I think we should be led by the Spirit and have the freedom to do. I do too. And it's when we are submitted to the leadership of the Holy Spirit and we are filled by His Spirit, that's when it starts to happen. That's when the lights come on, and all God's people said, "Did you receive this today?" Say, "Amen, Amen, Amen." Father, thank you for today. Thank you for uh, the teaching today, and thank you, God, that you you are at work here, and uh, thank you that uh, you didn't leave us uh, without helper, without a helper, an advocate, a counselor. You sent your spirit to live in our hearts. And we're thankful for that. I said a moment ago that the spirit draws people, clarifies the word, the truth, points people to Jesus. Some of you today at our campuses have been directed today to Jesus. And you need to be saved, you need to give your heart to Christ. You need to put your trust. He is the only way to the Father. He is the only way to forgiveness. And it's what happens when you put your trust in it. And you can say it in a prayer, but, but let it be from your heart and, that says, God, today, I know I have sinned, and I need a Savior. I need forgiveness. And I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins, and He rose from the grave. I repent of my sins. I turn from my sins. Some of you are saying this right now. I turn, God, from my sins, and I turn to Jesus. Come live in my heart, in my life. I put my trust in you. I am following you today. Some as believers today are saying, God, I've been distant from you. I've not been dependent on you. I've tried to live my own life, my own way, in my own strength, and it's not working. And so fill me with your Holy Spirit. Forgive me of my sins. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lead me by your Spirit every day. And I want to pray for everybody in in the house, at both campuses, so please stand with me. come to a closing few moments and you know sometimes we think that the closing moments are not as important as the, as the beginning moments but they are so let God have these next five minutes Father I pray for everybody listening and I pray Heavenly Father for your spirit just to apply these truths to our hearts. And I pray, God, for understanding. I pray for those that need to be saved, that they would be saved today. I pray for those Christians that need to be revived today. I pray, God, just for you to take these closing moments of worship and make them the, the, the pinnacle, the key, to what you want to tell us and that you wanna happen you want to happen to us. And we give you the thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.